Hello. Welcome to Transform Your Life. I'm Deborah Demander, and I am a little bit late in recording this podcast because I have had a crazy weekend, crazy week, and thankfully I waited to record the pod because all of my experience over the last few days has given me some inspiration for our for our recording today. So today we are talking about transforming your family dynamics. It's, it's a big loaded discussion and I'm going to try to keep it simple because there's, there's a lot to unpack. Families are hard. Life is hard, actually. I mean, it's fun. It's an adventure, but it's also always challenging. It's never... And there's moments of life being easy. Oh, excuse me. I've got my coffee. It's early here. And I've had a heck of a time with my computer. I hate to say, well, Mercury's in retrograde, so electronics are going to be messed up and travel plans. But as I'm recording this, that is actually true. Mercury is retrograde in the sign of Virgo, which means our thinking is going to be focused on our daily routines, our habits, our health, and how to improve those. So I'm going to improve my health today is by finishing my coffee while I do my podcast. It's just been one of those mornings, one of those days. <clears throat> families, families can be challenging. Families can, are also great. Families are wonderful. Families are fun. They can be. They can be fun. They can be stressful. They can be... They can be all of those things, and there's no right or wrong answer. We all we all came from some sort of family, whether we lived with our, our family of origin, let's say, our mom and our dad and our siblings, whether we were a single only child or had a single parent or had another adult raise us. There were people around us who brought us from being an infant into where we are today. And those, I guess, are the people who constitute our family. However, family is also bigger than that because I have a lot of very close friends who I consider to be my family. They take care of me. They... You know, they make sure I eat and get plenty to drink. And, you know, my sisters, my sisters from another mother, as I call them. And I'm, I, I call them my tribe, my ladies. I left most of my family in Wyoming when I moved here. And that's okay, because now I'm finding my new tribe. And, and as we grow in our lives, as we age, our family dynamic evolves. It becomes different. You might go from being a a kid, a, a child, a you know, a a teenager in your family home to going to college or going to the military or going just moving out and getting out on your own. And and your view of family changes. You start to become closer to the people that you're that you spend more time with. The thing I've learned over the years, I got to spend the weekend with my brother and his family and it was nice. I really I have a younger brother. He's a great great kid. 
he's not a kid. He's a man. He's in his 40s. Gosh, <laughs> I can't even think of him being in his 40s. He was always my little baby brother. And, and that's part of the dynamic of families that we want to shift is that my brother was always my baby brother and I always wanted to take care of him. Well, when I wasn't <laughs> beating the crap out of him or teasing him or making his life miserable, I really wanted to take care of him and make sure he was okay. And we've been apart for a very long time, just in distance. I mean, not emotionally. And it's nice to be closer. It's only about a three-hour drive, so I can get up there and see him and his wonderful family. And, and it feels nice to connect. It might not always feel that way for people in families. I have eight children, and for some of my kids, it doesn't feel good to... Um, to connect with some of their siblings or to connect with me, maybe. I don't know that all of my children would say that connecting with me is a great thing. I, I was not a great mom. I wanted to be, I had ideas of how I would be, but because the circumstances of our life were as they were, it was not possible for me to be the kind of mom that I had always imagined I would be. Instead, I, I tried to patch together parts of what I wanted to be along with what I had to be in order for us to survive. And the end result was not ideal, let's say. I, I, I didn't do the best job raising my kids. Although, hold on, I may have not done the best job, but my eight children are amazing people. They are all strong. They are all brilliant, brilliant, smart, smart adults. They are all in varying degrees, but they're all successful. They are successfully navigating adulthood. They are all successfully navigating their lives. And I can't, I don't really take credit for that. I kept them alive. <laughs> That's what I did. I kept them alive. I tried to teach them. I, I can't say that I was successful in that or, but I kept them alive. I got them to adulthood and now they are thriving. I think for the most part, you know, we all struggle. So I have a couple of talking points. I'll get onto those instead of just rambling. The first point is that there's no such thing as a perfect family. You might see the family across the street or the family sitting in church. And you might think, oh, they have it made. They're, they're perfect. They're wonderful. I have some very dear friends who, for all intents and purposes, had the perfect family life. It was a mom and a dad, their two kids. The mom and dad were high school sweethearts. Two kids, a, a son and a daughter. The perfect they had plenty of money. They took their kids on trips. They made sure that their kids didn't want for anything. They were the perfect parents. You'd think that they had the perfect family, but at the end of the day, one of their kids doesn't talk to them right now. And it's, it's, it's such a heartache. It's such a hard, difficult thing for them. And I'm on, I'm on the outside and we're friends and, you know, I hear their, their story, but I don't know what their daughter thinks, or I don't know what their son thinks, or I don't know what the parents think in their heart. I don't know. What I do know is 
while everything might seem perfect, there's really nothing that's perfect. And while ever, I guess alter, on the flip side of that coin, things might seem terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. And there might be something redeeming out of that. My kids grew up, I'd say for the most part, my kids grew up in poverty. There were years when we had more and there were years when there were <clears throat> lots of, um, lots of struggles and there was abuse in our family and that's not a good thing. And it taught them different lessons. It taught them different skills. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm cheerleading for, for growing up in poverty or abuse, but it makes you a different person. Anyway, my point being that there's no perfect family. So if you think, oh, our family's so awful, because my kids say that all the time. Oh, we can never get together. We can never get all of our family together at once because they're just so awful. Well, maybe, but most families have issues. I, Even the families I know that really seem perfect, they still have issues. They still have little things that, you know, irritate them about each other. The difference is that healthy families, maybe we should look at it from, instead of saying a perfect family versus, you know, what my kids came from, <laughs> uh, we could look at it as healthy families. How do healthy families respond to life? How do healthy families respond to hard situations? So when I talk about transforming our family dynamics, what I really mean is moving into a place of having healthier relationships, because that's really what we want to do in our lives. We want to figure out, we want to learn, we want to practice having healthy relationships. And there's no perfect model. There just isn't. So what we do is we work with what we have. We work with we work from where, <clears throat> excuse me, we work from where we are to where we ideally want to be, remembering that we can't change anyone but ourselves. So if we want to have a healthy family dynamic, we have to be healthy ourselves. We can't want a family dynamic that's healthy and then be passive aggressive or be a manipulator or, you know, all the things. So... The first thing is to remember that there's no such thing as a perfect family. And really, we're not aiming for perfection. We're aiming for a healthy dynamic where people can interact with each other in a, in a good way, in a way that feels beneficial to everyone involved. The second uh, point on my, in my podcast today is to have realistic expectations. You know your family or your friends even. If you're if you're in college or you're you're not near family but you have a good friend group, this applies to that as well. It's it's this is really more about close relationships so more than the label family. If you have a group of friends who are close to you as family, then that's who we're talking about. Have realistic expectations about people's behavior. That's not to say that people can't change, and that's going to come up later because we're going to talk about allowing space for people to change. But before that, we have to accept people where they are. 
I know that some of my kids run late. I just expect that. So I plan accordingly. I tell them that we're meeting 15 minutes earlier than I actually plan to meet. Hopefully that they'll be there on time. I mean, just, you know, that's just a tiny example, but having realistic expectations means knowing the tendency of the people you're dealing with and acting accordingly. So if you know that your dad always wants to talk about politics, well, have some other things that you can ask him or that you want to talk about. Have some ideas prepared about what you want to talk about to maybe keep him off the topic or, or just say, this is healthy. I, I don't want to talk about that right now. Or just change the subject. That's also something. But don't expect people to be what they're not or where they're not. You can't expect your college age sister to be able to talk about financial investing maybe because maybe your college age sister is in college and worrying about that and doesn't care or doesn't have the bandwidth to talk about your investments. Meet people where they are and don't have unrealistic expectations that your that your your family's going to suddenly be different and just because you change doesn't mean that anyone else is going to change. What can change is how you relate to everyone else. So I would suggest first, remembering that it's about having healthy relationships. And then second, have realistic expectations about where people are and who they are. They don't expect that everybody's going to, just because a few years has gone by, everyone's going to suddenly be different. That's not realistic because it's just not going to happen. The third thing on my list today is to excuse me to set healthy boundaries for yourself. You can't when you set boundaries. It's hard for me. I'm not good at setting boundaries, and this is something that I've been practicing. And I got a I got a good opportunity. It was a silly little thing, but it was it was it was good for me. I my brother and I my brother and sister in law and my nephews, we all went to the river and. It was freezing ass cold. I mean, okay, I read all about how good cold plunges are for you and whatever. I'm not about the cold life. I spent the last 12 years freezing my butt off in Wyoming. I do not like to be cold. I hate being cold. I've always hated being cold ever since I was a kid. I used to love to ice skate when I was little and our dad would take us to the park. They used to flood the city park and you could ice skate all winter long where I grew up. I love to ice skate, but as soon as we were done, I hated waiting for my dad because it was so cold and I would be freezing. So my sister-in-law goes out into the middle of this river and to be quite honest, I'm not exactly what you might call graceful. I'm a little bit, I don't want to say tipsy because I'm not tipsy, but I'm I'm not balancey. That's <laughs> why I do yoga because I can't balance. So yoga helps me practice my balance. I'm not sure-footed. That's a good word. I am not sure-footed in cold rushing water. The last thing I want to do is step out into a cold rushing river and slip on a rock and fall on my ass and be swept down the river in the cold, freezing cold water. It's the last thing I want to do. So my sister-in-law went out into the river and she didn't have a single problem. That woman is tougher than me by degrees. 
And she said, come on out, Deb. It's great. Come out here. You'll get used to it. So I started out into the river and no, nah, I ain't about this life. <laughs> and I will say that I was whining because it was so cold. Oh, I got out up to my thighs and she was way out deeper. She was, and she was sitting in it, in the river and she just kept calling me and calling me. And I said, it's too cold. I don't want to come out here. I don't want to do it. Oh, come on. Don't be a wuss. Come out here. And I finally thought, I don't have to prove anything to anyone. I don't want to do this. And so she said, if you get your whole self wet, it'll feel better. So I plunged under the water and it did not feel better. It felt worse. And I said, sis, you're tougher than I am. And I went back and sat in the sunshine. Well, actually it was cloudy. I didn't even get to sit in the sunshine. It was cloudy and it wasn't cold, but it was cloudy and I was cold. <laughs> So for the whole rest of the day, she kept calling me and then my brother was teasing me and my boundary was that I said, I appreciate you saying that you'd like me to come out and I don't want to. So thank you. I'm not going to do that. And my brother was teasing me. He's like, oh, you move up to fancy town and now you're weak. Okay. I'm weak. And also I don't want to be cold. So it was a small boundary, but I'm bad at setting boundaries and I know this about myself. So what I do is I try to set small boundaries that are easy like that because I, there was, it was really a low, no stakes were involved in that. Just my brother teasing me. I can take it because I teased, I teased him forever when he was little. So I'm due for some teasing back. You've got to set boundaries with people and it's hard especially with family, because somebody's going to get mad. They're going to get their feelings hurt. They're going to get upset. If you say, I don't want to have this conversation with you, they're likely to get mad. Or if you say, I, I'm not going to tolerate this kind of behavior. Keep it about yourself though. Don't make it about them. Like, don't say you can't talk to me this way, or you can't do this to me. Say, I don't like it when you say that, or I don't like it when you do that. And if you do that, I will remove myself or I will whatever, whatever you will do. Make it about yourself. Don't make it about them. <clears throat> Just let them know. I don't, I don't want to get in the river. I don't like to be cold. You can keep asking me and I will continue saying no, thank you. Cause I don't want to do it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, my chair is squeaky. I know that's distracting, but <clears throat> people might not like it, especially if like me, you haven't, um, you haven't set good boundaries in the past. People are going to push you. They're going to push you and see if you're serious. They're going to push to see if you mean what you say. People are going to challenge your boundaries just to see if you really mean it. And you know what you do when people challenge your boundaries? You stick to your guns. You stick to your guns. You've got to take care of yourself first. If you want to have healthy relationships, especially with your family, you just have to be strong. And it's hard. It's hard to be strong, especially in families, because we fall back into those old patterns. I, <clears throat> I have an aunt who I love dearly, who I used to be terrified of. She's so my mom is the oldest daughter, but so then there's an uncle and then there's this other aunt and she scared the crud out of me when I was a kid. She was tough. She was mean. 
She was bigger than life. And I was scared to death of her. And I think she knew it. I think everyone was scared of her. Well, as an adult, I <clears throat> hadn't seen my mom for a long time. I, When I was married to my kid's dad, uh, my mom didn't speak to me. That was her boundary, actually. She didn't like the way our life was going. She didn't like how I was being treated or how our kids were being treated. So she she cut off contact because she didn't, she couldn't take it. She just couldn't take it. Her heart couldn't take how, oh, I hate to say the word abuse, but <clears throat> it was pretty abusive. And she and I didn't talk probably for 10 years, more than 10 years maybe. And it was really hard for me because I love my mom. I need my mom in my life. And um, So those years without her were really tough. She just... I, I could call her, but it was a very, it was always just really short. What do you need? What do you want? Okay. I love you. Bye. And <clears throat> so when I was single and I had my kids, we, uh, I think that first year we went up to her house for Thanksgiving and my aunt was going to be up there and I was terrified. First of all, I hadn't seen my mom in years. Secondly, I hadn't seen my aunt in even more years, and she's mean. She's not mean now. She's sweet. But this was, gosh, probably 10 or 15 years ago. I was so scared driving up there. I was terrified of how they were going to act, how they were going to be. <clears throat> and I stood up for myself. When they said something about me, I said, you know what? That's not true. That's not who I am. And my aunt and my mom immediately shifted gears and they started treating me instead of feeling like the 12 year old that I always felt like when I was with them, I felt like an adult for the first time. I felt like they saw me as an adult instead of as a, as an annoying kid. And it was a huge transformation in our relationship in the, th for the three of us. It was great. So setting that boundary and saying, no, mom, that's not true. That's not true about who I am. She and my aunt both, I think they respected setting that boundary. And it really did change the dynamic of how we interacted. So as difficult as it is, set some boundaries for yourself. You can't set boundaries for other people. You set the boundary for yourself. I will not tolerate this. So no family is perfect. That's the first one. We're not aiming for a perfect family dynamic. We're aiming for healthy. Second is to have realistic expectations of people and their behavior. You're not going to have your, uh, you know, you can't have your turtle fly to the top of your tree because it's not a, it's not a bird. It doesn't have wings. It can crawl around on the grass. So have realistic expectations for your family members. Number three, set healthy boundaries for yourself. And then finally, allow people space to grow and to change. And I think that's what my mom and my aunt did. Um, when I ran into them that, or when I ran into them, when I went to visit them that first Thanksgiving after I was single and took all the kids up there and, I think they made space in themselves to believe that I could change. 
And they accepted that I had changed. And when I set that boundary with them, they, they embraced it. And it really did change the dynamic. So just because your brother, let's say, was always a little jerk when you were growing up and he was rude or whatever, well, now he's 45. Maybe he's a different person. Maybe he's had some life experience. Maybe he's been through a few things. Maybe your sister has had a lot going on in her life. And maybe she'd like someone to offer her some compassion and some love and some understanding. People change. Not always. I mean, that's why the first, the second point was to uh, have realistic expectations because people are slow to change. But over the course of years, the people in your family hopefully will grow and change and transform just like you are growing and changing and transforming. So allow allow the possibility that people have grown or that people have changed while still maintaining those realistic expectations. So yes, I understand that you went to college and I'm hopeful that maybe you're a little more enlightened now. And also I know who you've always been. So I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind, just in case, just in case that personality rears its ugly head. <clears throat> I have one of my daughters, um, is in the Air Force and she's great. All of my kids are great kids, but in her twenties, she's a different person than she is now that she's in her thirties. She has grown and she has changed. And our relationship has also evolved over those years. And my relationship with all my kids has evolved over the years. A lot of that has to do with my own personal growth, but also with how they're growing and changing. So, <clears throat> Allow people, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat's just a little bit wonky this morning. <laughs> and my chair's a lot bit squeaky. I've tried oiling it. It's an old, uh, it's an old office chair, probably from the 1950s. I love it. So I use it. I apologize for the squeaky in the pod. So if you're hearing it, let me do it. Oh, now it won't squeak. Of course, I'm trying to make it squeak and it won't. <laughs> so allow people the space to, to change, to be different. Allow for the possibility that when you get together with your, with your weird uncle and your annoying mom, that maybe they'll be different. Maybe they'll be more self-aware. <clears throat> Finally, just as a last little note, as we wrap things up, give yourself some space and some grace to be yourself. Don't go into um, relationships with your family out of a place of fear, but out of love and wanting to connect. Because that's really the purpose of, of our families is to have someone to connect with, someone to have shared experience with and shared, <clears throat> I don't know, visions about life. Uh, so give yourself some space and grace. Give your family a little bit of grace and save your good advice. I know you know that they should be doing things differently. But when you tell them that, they are not going to appreciate it. So if you don't like the way your sister parents her kids, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea to, to 
take her aside and tell her she should be doing this or that. Or if you don't like how your brother keeps his house, it's not your business to tell him that. If you don't like the way your cousin treats her dog, you can be nice to the dog or you can, you know, teach the dog how to sit or whatever, but it's really not the time or the place. <laughs> there's really no, there's no time. There is no good time to give people your wise sage advice. It will probably, unless someone specifically asks you, Hey, how would you suggest I lose weight? Don't comment on what they're eating. Unless someone specifically says, what do I do about these kids of mine? I have four kids and they're running everywhere. They're running me ragged. Don't tell them what they should be doing with their kids. Because people, we are all, I truly believe we are all doing the best we can. With the tools we have, the tools we got as we grew up. So it's not like we're trying to mess up our families. It's not like we're trying to mess up our kids or our dog or our whoever. We're doing what we know how to do, what we learned from our parents. We learned tools and from, you know, whatever reading or therapy or whatever else we got along the way. So <clears throat> unless someone asks for your good advice, I my suggestion would be maybe hold on to that. Just a thought. So really quickly, uh, no family is perfect. We're not aiming for perfection because it's unattainable. We are aiming for healthy. And that's probably, <laughs> that's probably not, <laughs> maybe not necessarily attainable. It's a lofty goal. So how about healthier? We are looking at healthier family dynamics, first of all. Second, maintain some realistic expectations of people and their behavior and their capacity for meeting you at some level. Maybe your, maybe your brother or your son doesn't have the bandwidth to meet you way up here where you are. Maybe they're down here and they just, they can't bring themselves here. That's okay. Bring your energy down a little titch. Uh, number three, set some healthy boundaries for yourself. Think about what you, this is all about how you will interact. So if interactions are happening that don't feel good to you, you set the boundary for yourself. Not you're not making it about them. You're not telling them if you don't stop doing this or if you don't start doing that. No, no, no. I don't like this. I don't want whatever. And here's what I'm going to do. It's all about use. Then uh, number four, give people some space to change. Allow for the possibility that they might have grown. They might have learned something. They might have achieved self-awareness. I'm still working on that one. And then just give yourself some space. You're doing just fine. We are all, honestly, we're all doing okay. It's not a perfect life we live, but it's, it's the best life we have. So with that, thank you for being here. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.